The Mishnah is continued to talk about the laws of being concerned of the tumor that an Amha'oretz has. An Amha'oretz is somebody who is ignorant and not necessarily particular about the laws of impurity. And the Mishnah rules that somebody who leaves his house open and he returns a while later and he sees that the door to his house is still open. The question of the Mishnah is going to be whether there is a concern that somebody entered into the house and people who don't know about are considered that they're assumed to be an Amha'aretz and whether they touched the items that are inside of the house and thereby made them Tomei or not all of it, sorry, not all if he left the house locked and he returned to find the house still locked, not all, or if he left the house whilst it was open and he returned to find it locked, in all of these cases, Tahar, the items inside of the house are assumed to still be pure, because it appears as if nobody entered the house. As long as everything is in its place, we do not need to think that a thief came and touched the items. The fact that nothing has been taken from the house implies that no thief entered into the house. However, not all if he left the house locked on the Tzoi Pasuach and he came back to find it open, then Rabbi Meir Matameh, Rabbi Meir rules that the items inside the house are considered to be Tomei because we are concerned that it's a thief who opened up the house and entered and touched the items. The fact that nothing has been taken from the house, we assume that's just because the thief possibly got scared, so he put it back where it was and he ran away. But according to Mayor, the fact that he left the house locked and he returned to find it unlocked gives a very valid reason for us to be con- concerned that a thief indeed entered the house and touched the items. However, the Chachom say that the items are still considered to be pure because the assumption is that there were thieves, but the thieves changed their mind and left. And we assume that they left and ran away before touching anything. Because as far as we can see, everything is in its place. And we can safely assume that even if the thieves did open up the house, they left without touching anything. The wife of an Amaretz, who is also considered to be ignorant and not particular about the laws of impurity, who entered into a Chover's house, in order to take out the Chover's son or daughter or animal, a Chover is the opposite of an Amaretz, somebody who is particular about the laws of purity, and the Chover's son or daughter or animal was inside his house, assuming it's a young child, and this woman, who is presumed to be an Amaretz, possibly heard the child complaining, or saw that something happened with the animal, and so she went to help, and she took out the animal or the child from the house. Even though we learnt in the previous parrot, the previous chapter, that in general when an Amaretz enters into a Chover's house, there exists a concern that they touched the things that are in the house, That is only when they have permission to be there, but over here, where the woman does not have permission to be in the house, even though she's doing something in order to help the Chover, for the Chover's good, nevertheless, she doesn't have permission to be there, and therefore the assumption is that she won't touch anything there, because she'll still be suspected of possibly stealing, being too interested, intruding on the privacy of the Chover. And therefore, the assumption is that she did not touch anything, that ha- and so Abayis Tahar, the items in the house, are considered to be pure, because she entered without permission, even though she is helping, at the end of the day, she is not there with permission.
Mission Evolve. The last parak and a half has been talking about the laws of an Amhaaret, somebody who is ignorant and not particular about the laws of impurity. The remainder of this parak returns to a subject matter which the first few parakim talked about, and that is the laws of the impurity of food. And the vast majority of these laws are Mijirabonon, they are rabbinic in nature. And the Mishnah gives us a rule, Klal Omer the Chachamim said a rule with regards to the purity laws of food. What is considered to halachically be defined as a food with regards to which all of the rabbinic laws of the impurity of food apply? Anything that is designated as human food, it's considered to be edible, it is eaten by humans, tome, that would be tome under the rules of the impurity of food, unless or until it becomes invalidated and unfit to be eaten even by a dog. That is to say, if it was once considered to be regular edible food, even if it changes to be a little bit disgusting, such that only a dog would eat it, as long as it's still fit for a dog to eat and a dog would eat it, it still retains its status as food. On the other hand, anything that is not designated for a human being to eat, tohar, that is considered to be pure, even if a dog would eat it. So this is a pretty fundamental distinction that applies in many different areas, that it's easier to to retain the status that it has as being food than to give it the status of being food. It's easier to retain something than to build it, to create it. The Mishnah does add, however, that even with regards to food that is not generally designated for a human to eat, so although it is true that in general it's considered to be pure, the rabbinic laws that apply specifically to food do not apply to it, this is true until somebody specifically and explicitly designates it for the use and the consumption of a person. If somebody were to designate it for such a use, then it would gain the status of a food that, a, that is designated for a human being. The rule that was stated until now is with regards to the regular case without a specific designation that somebody puts into place. Kate said, well, what is the, an example of this? In order to explain the rule, Geisel Schnoffelagas, if a dove type of bird falls into a vat of wine, this is a kosher bird and it is dyed without receiving a proper slaughter, and therefore it cannot be eaten since it didn't receive a proper slaughter. The point is, since it comes from a kosher species, it is considered to be the novella, the, the dead body of an animal that potentially could have been kosher, and such an animal is a source of impurity. The Mishnah, however, is talking about whether it has the laws of, of regular food that is tome, not just this impurity that a novella of a kosher animal has. So that depends on whether it's considered to be fit for the consumption of a, hum- of a human being or not. And in general, although a non-Jew is allowed to eat such an animal, non-Jews in general also would prefer to eat an animal that was slaughtered, that was killed, as opposed to one that just died. And therefore, only if the chishav olav lahalai, so if somebody has the specific intention to take it out of the vat of wine in order to give it lanochri to a non-Jew for him to eat, then tome will become tome. But without that, in general, even a non-Jew wouldn't eat it especially after it fell into the vat of wine, which is considered to be not so pleasant for anybody. La Kelev, 
if somebody has the intention to feed it to a dog, however, tahar it would remain it would remain remain pure because by designating it only for the sake of a dog to eat it, you're trying to build up and give it the status of food. That is not enough, as we learned in the first half of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri Metamei. On the other hand, Rabbi says that in the case where he designates it for the dog, even in that case it would be Tomei. It would have the status of food, so the regular laws of impurity that apply to food will apply to this as well. Because since anyway the bird is a source of impurity because of the fact that it's a novella, it's the dead body of a kosher species that wasn't slaughtered properly... That in itself is a reason that it is Tomei. Since it anyway is Tomei for that reason, so all of the rabbinic laws of impurity that apply to things that are food will apply to this as well, since it's potentially food, and it's anyway a Tomei item, so we don't require an additional specific intention in order for the laws of impurity of foods to apply to it. The Mishnah ends off by talking about a intention that is said by somebody whose thoughts and designations and intentions are not really considered to be significant. For example, if somebody who is deaf and dumb, or is a total fool, or a child under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, if they are the ones who have that specific intention to give it over to a non-Jew for him to eat, their intention is not considered significant. They haven't got a sufficient level of understanding... Their thoughts and plans are not considered to be relevant enough, and therefore Tahar, the item, will still remain pure. They haven't got the power with their thoughts to give the status of food to these items. However, in Ha'eluhu, if they did an action to take the bird out of the wine, Tomei, then it would become impure, as long as they have the intention to give it over to a non-Jew. Because the important rule with regards to these people is Shiyeshle They do have the power to change something halachically via an action. It's just that they haven't got an intention. The mid designation and intention that they have is not considered to be significant enough. But if it combines with a physical action, then it does have halachic significance. And that is why if they do an action together with that intention to give it over to a non-Jew, it would give the status of food to that item. According to the Torah, a Tomei liquid or food is not able to make a utensil Tomei. Except for certain liquids that came out of somebody who is Tomei. But in general, something that is a liquid that touched a source of impurity and it thereby became Tomei does not have the power to make a utensil Tomei. Nevertheless, Midrabonon, a utensil that touches a Tomei liquid, becomes Tomei. Now, the truth is, if the utensil under discussion is one that is a container, so it has an inside and an outside, the way that the Chachomim instituted this impurity is there are certain leniencies that apply to show that this is only a stringency Midrabonon. So, for example, although if the source of impurity touches the inside of the clee, the entire clee will become Tomei, the entire utensil will become Tomei. If the source, if the Tomei liquid touches the outside of this utensil, then only the outside will become Tomei, whereas the inside of the utensil remains pure. The question of this Mishnah is with regards to the strength and the level of the impurity of the outside of the utensil. And it's important to remember that according to the Torah, it's pretty much impossible for only one part of the utensil 
to be tome. It's only with regards to Trumon Midura Bonon that it's possible to split the utensil in this way and to consider only the outside of it to be tome but not the inside in a similar way to how we find that Midura Bonon one's hands can be tome whereas the rest of his body remains pure. This is only really possible Midura Bonon. Says the Mishnah, If the outside of a utensil becomes tome via touching a tome liquid, it is Tomei Midra Bonon, and Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Metamim Esamashkim, it would make other liquids Tomei, if another liquid touches the outside of this utensil, it will become Tomei, just like any Tomei utensil makes a liquid Tomei. However, the Ein Poslanes Oichlin, it would not invalidate food, for example, if there is Truma, which touches the outside of this utensil, it will not become Tomei. In general, a utensil that becomes Tomei from a liquid, it becomes Tomei, as we learnt, with Rabbonon, and the level of the impurity is a Shani Latuma, which means that if that utensil were to then touch Truma, the Truma will become Tomei as a Shlishi Latuma, three levels lower than a high level of an Awatuma. But according to Rebeliezer, in the same way as this utensil, which has an inside and an outside, we see that we are lenient with regards to its impurity. We say that only the outside becomes Tomei. So too, there's an additional leniency that the Chachom applied to this type of utensil. And that is that Truma will not become Tomei by touching it. Only if another liquid touches it will it become Tomei Mijabonon. Rebbe Yeshua says, that's not true. With regards to the outside of the utensil, the regular Tumah Mijabonon applies, and therefore Metamina Samashkin, Uposlamasa It would make liquid that touches the outside of the utensil Tomei, and it would also invalidate any Truma food that touches the outside of the utensil. It's considered to be a regular Shani Lutuma Midrabonon. The Mishnah brings a third opinion. Shimon Achia Azario Omer, Shimon the brother of Azario, says the reason why he is known in relation to his brother is because his brother supported him to learn Torah, and because of that, he received half of his reward for his Torah learning. And either way, Shimon the brother of Azario says, Loikach Veloikach. A regular liquid, as well as truma food, neither of them will become Tomei if they touch the outside of this utensil. Rather, the only thing that will become Tomei is Elomashkim Shemnitrubachoyakelim. Truma liquid that becomes Tomei, that, that's the only thing that can become Tomei from the outside of this utensil. And once it becomes Tomei, it becomes Tomei Midrabonon on the level of a Rishon Latuma, just like a regular liquid becomes Tomei Midrabonon even if it touches something that is a lower level of impurity. And since it's a Rishon Lutumah, it would make one thing, the next thing that touches it, Tomei, and the thing that touches it after that, it would make it Tomei without the ability to pass it on. In other words, if this Truma liquid touches Truma, and then that Truma touches other Truma, that will become Tomei. But further on than that, will not become Tomei. The Mishnah notes that Harizet Omer, the Truma food, so to speak, says to the Truma liquid, Metam Echa, that which made you Tomei, doesn't have the power to make me impure. The Atar, however, you who became Tomei from that, from the utensil, you do have the ability to make me impure. And logically, this seems a little bit odd. But based on the exact guidelines and the exact rules that the rabbinic decree has, this is the outcome that emerges.